The most successful and rewarding transitions from high school to college are achieved when students are open to exploration and excited about the discovery process. That's the mindset that cuts through the nonsense in the groupthink and allows them to go all in on choosing schools based on the factors that truly matter most. When called upon, I help them along the way. I'm Brian Eldridge, founder of Courier College Prep and the host of Admissions to Mars. And that's what I hope to do here, leverage my knowledge, insights, and experience to put you in possession of a regularly updated map of the college admissions landscape. Welcome back to Admissions to Mars. Predictably unpredictable. I would argue that's a tidy, suitable, two-word summation of the college admissions process as currently constituted. What obtains for a number of years can suddenly be upended for any number of reasons. Now, when test-optional policies were instituted almost across the board last cycle in response to the pandemic, applications surged at the most selective schools. In any other year, admissions officers at most schools are tasked with trying to distinguish between thousands of candidates, many with very similar grades, rankings, extracurriculars, standardized test scores. You add test optional policies to the mix, and keeping in mind that grade inflation is a very real thing, and it is pervasive, and admissions offices know this, um, the subjective parts aka the soft factors of your application are very likely to carry that much more weight. Many colleges have extended these test optional policies for this upcoming cycle, and that's even though testing for the SAT and the ACT has, for the most part, been on track, uh, at least throughout the spring. So what can we safely predict? Will more students be submitting strong scores, thereby putting a dent in the admissions chances of those counting on a holistic read of their application? Will the volume of applications at selective schools mirror the numbers that we saw last year? Stay tuned. If you're tempted to bet, uh, I suggest keeping that money in your pocket. But here's a truism that is not up for debate. In what can be an intense competition for available spots, your personal statement and your supplemental essays if you're writing them are golden opportunities to showcase what makes you, you, your personality, your quirks, things that are important to you, your experiences, interests, your initiative, your character, your work ethic in ways that the other parts of your application are simply unable to do. So summer break is in full swing, and a July action item for every one of my students is to think about potential topics for their Common App essay, or their Coalition app, or their UC app, or their SUNY app. Now, throughout the episode, I'll often refer to the Common App essay, or personal statement, but the insights and advice are applicable to almost all the writing requirements on Uh, a college application. What I want them to do is review the prompts, swim around in them, then let the ideas incubate. Um, To help the cause, I use self-surveys and icebreaker questions. Um, Questions like, 
when you get into arguments, what are they about? What do you envision the world looking like when you are your parents' age? What are some issues you feel strongly about? Who are your role models and why? Give me your one-sentence philosophy of life. Name an underrated philosopher that just happens to be animated. Now, I love these exercises. Even if none of the answers or the conversations that ensue end up turning in to an essay, um, what they do is they just create engagement with, with the thought process that does lead to uh, successful topics. And they don't have to, I, I tell them, they don't, you don't have to sit in front of a laptop and force feed anything uh, at any point, right? Brilliant ideas can be hatched anywhere, at the pool, cutting grass, around a fire, babysitting, scooping ice cream. The key is to be open to inspiration. And when it hits, don't let it slip away. Take the time, make a note. All right, when you think something has promise, and then build from there. The process takes time, effort, multiple drafts. I tell the students in my workshops, oftentimes the best essays are created uh, after a pyramid of crumpled up paper is in front of them. Um, It's just something where the work pays off. To get a piece of writing that rings true as uh, well-written, as something that exhibits self-awareness and makes the reader more interested in the way you engage and think about the world, that's the goal. When it's accomplished, what you've done is you have strengthened that one area of the application where you have complete and total control. And the hope is that it makes you stand out even more. $10 billion question. How do you write a great common app essay? It's not an exact science. No magic formulas. But there are basic ingredients, uh, steps, sequences to the process that I believe are uh, essential. The first being idea incubation, just generating ideas, uh, followed by test driving those ideas. Whether you have one, whether you have five, an exercise I do in my workshops is I have students set a timer for five, 10, 15 minutes and just put pen to paper or fingertips to keyboard and don't stop, just write. Don't worry about grammar or spelling or punctuation, anything. Just write as much as you can about that idea. It's amazing what can come from this. Entirely new, uh, entirely new essays can be generated from this free writing process. Then when you feel you've landed on something that's promising, start to build the structure in and then draft and revise and repeat. Again, draft and revise and repeat. Remember, the best essays are often the result of innumerable uh, drafts. So trust the process. It pays off. And the key, do not prejudge or try your best uh, to not prejudge or self-censor an idea 
before it's really been examined from multiple angles. I have read countless top-notch essays on topics that the writer thought were too silly or weird or not important enough, important in all caps. If an essay can communicate who you are, what matters to you and why, then it has the ingredients to make for an engaging piece of writing, one that I want to keep reading. Many students have a hard time trusting that a casual narrative style can produce a powerful essay. But remember, an essay is a conversation in your true writing voice. You don't need to go big. You don't need to try to convey how much of the world you have figured out thanks to a few formative experiences. Explore the willingness to be simple. Don't try to astound the reader with what you think he or she wants to read. What they want to read are authentic, compelling, revealing pieces of writing. Self-awareness makes for a great narrative. Overconfidence does not. Trust in the power of telling little stories. I would much rather read, and believe me, so would admissions officers, stories about making a great pasta salad or a tuna melt uh, or a family losing power for a few days over the holidays, uh, Lego competitions in a basement, how karaoke was one of the most empowering experiences for a student. Uh, all of those, rather than how I helped orphans in Guatemala or the time we won a state championship. An instant turnoff to a reader is a student who is trying too hard to impress. Unique topics feel more authentic and they're naturally more interesting. So rather than trying to predict what an admissions officer wants to read, write about what you want them to know. Now, this is not to say that a great essay can't be written about a vacation or a trip abroad, service trip to a foreign country, sports, but handle with care. If you are going to choose one of those topics, look for small details and work on turning them into something that offers a perspective that is unique and hopefully differentiates it from uh, similar essays. All right, it's a personal statement and it should be personal to you. And I say that because when I'm helping a student work through the process, it's really clear when they aren't engaged with the topic in a meaningful way. If, if it's just a lot of resistance, um, and that could be maybe they've been told what to write or they have this idea that they can't let go of, of again, what a reader wants to read, or maybe they're even trying to retrofit a previous essay, an essay from English class uh, on a topic that they've been told would make a great college essay, and maybe they're trying to uh, to work that transformation and it's, it's just not taking. Um, if you don't feel a strong connection to the topic, it probably isn't the ideal candidate to push forward with, despite what anyone else may think. So as for those unoriginal or what I call way too common app essay topics, these topics 
or variations on the theme. They are not original and should be avoided unless you have something unique to add and can articulate that in an engaging way. Now, who am I to say they're not original? Well, I probably read through, review two to three dozen essays every summer and fall, and I've been doing that for well over a decade. If I am seeing these same topics over and over again, just think about the number of times an admissions officer is reading through them, okay? Think scale. I know a few. I'm friends with a few at colleges of different sizes and tiers of selectivity. The big game essay, the mission trip essay, the death of a loved one essay, they are so threadbare that they may as well be see-through. Now, with that being said, these are suggestions, not commandments, and you are free to ignore the advice. But again, here are a few that I strongly advise avoiding. The trip to an impoverished country where you learn how lucky we all are, how privileged I truly am, how we're all really the same deep down. This essay topic should be a non-starter. It, it, it just doesn't work. Um, and to add some additional perspective, I live in one of the poorest mid-sized cities in the United States. So to read an essay from a student here um, where they talk about having their eyes opened to privation and want and you know they, they can't believe the living conditions that they're seeing uh, in Nicaragua or the Dominican Republic when those very same conditions exist where they are from, think about the level of self-awareness that demonstrates. And you should always try to avoid signifiers of privilege and status. How you scored the winning goal for your fill-in-the-blank team. Uh, it's, again, so overdone. Um, there are exceptions. And that being said, they sports just too often fails really to communicate who you really are, what you will bring to campus. A list of your accomplishments, the reciting your resume essay, I can get that information in different parts uh, the rest of your application. For the Common App essay specifically, don't make it uh, specific to one particular school, all right? It's not a school-specific supplemental essay, so don't talk about why Syracuse is the perfect place for you or um, why Newhouse is where you're going to thrive. As it, it, It's not a Syracuse essay. Remember, the Common App essay will be sent to uh, all the schools that accept it when you fill out and submit the Common App, so avoid specificity there. And you might be saying, well, who would do that? Trust me, it happens every year. Uh, the death of a loved one and how it affected your life essay. Now, while our experiences with death and dying are and can be uniquely painful, how we grieve and deal with the loss, those experiences are universal. It's something we all go through. Therefore, 
even though this may have been a formative experience for you, it's likely that it won't resonate with the reader in a way that another topic has the power to do. Um, Your grief won't necessarily give them a window into who you are, what you're going to bring to the culture of of a school. Um, And the other consideration is that it could come across, even though this may not be what you are, you know, why you are writing it, it could come across as a plea for sympathy, and that should be, and that should be avoided. Now, again, there are definitely exceptions to this advice. Um, one of the most memorable essays I've ever read dealt with a girl exploring how color palettes and artwork are decided upon for hospitals uh, and cancer centers. And that's what I'm talking about when I say that cliches can be transcended by original, interesting angles, finding a small detail that can be a story in and of itself in a topic that writ large is overused. Um, That's a story that I want to keep reading. And lastly, anything recently completed, um, be it a research internship, summer program, volunteer experience, whatever, that now totally defines who you are as a person. Um, It seems like every year I'll read the nursing home essay where a student has this realization that, wow, the elderly were once young and had similar experiences. or They went through some of the same things I'm going through. Uh, My advice is to leave that on the cutting room floor. Another important consideration during the drafting, revision, polishing process uh, is to try your best to avoid cliched writing. It's natural to fall back on overused words, repetition, phrases when you're drafting your essay, but by the time it's polished, it should be free of, well, let me give some of the the most popular examples that show up, Um, life-changing experiences, anything that takes you out of your comfort zone, Um, how you now see what truly matters because you've discovered your passion. Um, Hard work pays off. You know them when you see them. And that's why it's important to have people that you trust to give an opinion, to edit, your essay, that could be peer review, that could be an English teacher, a counselor, um, a parent. Choose wisely, but an essay is often made better by having different sets of eyes on it and critical analysis provided. And I'm going to share two links in the episode description, uh, one from Johns Hopkins. Every year they release what they call Essays That Worked, which is a great collection of just what it says, essays that they thought were dynamite, and a library um, of examples from Prep Scholar. So look them over for inspiration or just to see how other students tackle the prompts over the years. To sum up, a successful essay topic is one that showcases who you are without trying to do too much at once. 
If you find yourself getting lost while writing, ask, what am I trying to say about myself? What am I trying to convey? And am I using a specific compelling anecdote to tell that story? You'll get there. And at the end of it, you will be better for the experience. You'll have a more refined appreciation for the art and craft of composition. Skills that will serve you well from here on out. Uh, And you'll have a clearer sense of what you want moving forward. That's what the writing process has the power to do. Believe in it. And remember that thousands of students may have the same GPA, the same numbers as you, but you are not a number, okay? You have a story to tell. Tell it well. If you liked what you heard today, as always, um, tell a friend, subscribe, and until next time, be good and be good at it.